0: Hello, my name is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. In the last podcast called Blue Bloods Busts TV's Bipolar Boogeyman Myth, we talked about how the CBS cop drama debunked the myth that people with bipolar are evil and violent. In this podcast, we're going to debunk what I call the bipolar Bum Myth So what exactly is the Bipolar Bum Myth? It is the mistaken belief that people with depression or bipolar are lazy and don't want to get out of bed, don't want to go to school, don't want to work. Or worse yet, the belief that there is no hope for them, no matter how hard they try, that we are creatures whose fate is predestined by genetics, that having bipolar means a person will always be unstable, unreliable, incompetent. It can be hard for people with bipolar to be taken seriously, at home, at school, at work. It forces a person to hide in a closet, rather than risk not having friends in school, or not getting that job that he or she needs. 123 people voted in the second flip switch poll on Facebook. Have you or a loved one ever been the victim of mental illness stigma? Two people voted, not sure. Eight listeners voted, no, I have not. 113 people voted, yes, sadly, I have experienced stigma. While 6.5% of you have not experienced stigma, sadly, 92% of you have. We established where this stigma comes from. In the last podcast, the average American watches four hours of television every day, which means at the end of his or her life, he will have spent 10 years watching TV. 10 years. Because TV is the greatest teacher, we have to ask, does TV prove or disprove the bipolar bum myth? Part of the problem is that when non-celebrities with bipolar make the news, it's when they've been incapable of doing anything like documentaries about people who are on disability and spend 80% of their lives in bed. Or worse, non-celebs make the news when they do tragic things. Remember the headline, Bipolar Mom Kills Son? Oprah devoted an entire episode to the mom who killed her son, a whole episode to the depressed dad who killed his daughters, while the boy with bipolar who made the honor society and went to college got a whopping five minutes. It's like... Here's a smorgasbord of despair and a cookie crumb of hope. These unhappy stories need to be told. But if they're going to say, Bipolar mom kills son, news at 11, then they should also say, Bipolar girl graduates at top of class. Or, Bipolar man runs own company. Or what about, Mom with bipolar is a great mom. Thankfully, that last story is one TV is starting to tell. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the 1994-2009 to 2009 NBC medical drama ER and the ABC soap opera General Hospital, which has been on the air since 1963. The first time Sally Field burst onto the ER scene was in 2000. She played Maggie, the mother of Dr. Abby Lockhart, who was played by Maura Tierney. Maggie came into the hospital too loud, talking too fast, and dressed 20 years too young for her age. The doctors tried to shoo Maggie out. By telling her, Abby said she did not know who Maggie was. Upon realizing her daughter was ashamed of her, Maggie went all around the ER shouting, Abby, 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 until Abby acknowledged her. We learned that Abby had a tortured childhood. Her mother was at times full of life and exciting. She would go camping with her children, in their living room. But the happiness never lasted. Maggie would stay in bed for weeks at a time, not feeding her kids. Maggie was never able to keep a job. We witnessed Maggie survive a suicide attempt. Maggie comes all the way from her home in Minnesota to drop in unannounced on Abby, who lives in Chicago, many times. At first, Maggie refuses to take any medication. Later on, she takes prescribed medicine for bipolar disorder. During one of Maggie and Abby's arguments, Maggie encourages her daughter to move on with her life. She says, You can't use me as a reason for not doing the things you want to do in life. Go to medical school. Get married. Get pregnant. Abby interrupts, I was pregnant. Maggie asks, What happened? Abby cries, What happened? I had an abortion. Abby explains her fear that her child would have bipolar disorder. Just like her mother. This scene stopped me dead in my tracks because it poses an important question Is there any hope for someone with bipolar? Are we just doomed by genetics? Can someone with bipolar live a happy, productive life? The same question was posed on General Hospital, where actor Maurice Bernard has incorporated his real life struggle with bipolar into his character Sonny. Sonny is a mob boss, a lover, and a father. Many years ago, when Sonny was dating Sam, played by Kelly Monaco, Sam had a miscarriage. On the January 20th, 2011 episode, Sam's sister, the precocious 10 year old, Molly, played by Heli Poulos, tells Sam she is doing a book report on bipolar disorder. Molly asks Sam When you were pregnant with Uncle Sonny's baby, were you worried that your baby would be bipolar too? What if you had known he had bipolar disorder? how would you have felt? Sam responds, I guess I would have been worried, but it doesn't matter because I would have loved my daughter no matter what. There are lots of ways for it to be treated and kept under control. Indeed, General Hospital shows bipolar can be managed. When Sonny hit rock bottom in 2006, he lost his temper too quickly. He lost control of his mafia. After a diagnosis, therapy, and medication, Sonny became a doting father again, and regained control of his mob. Sonny's bipolar has been stable ever since. Let's switch gears now, from GH and head back to ER. On ER, Sally Field's character was on and off the canvas between 2000 and 2006. Maggie last visits when Abby and her husband are having trouble with their premature baby. Maggie appears sober in temperament, dressed appropriately, and most of all, stable. Abby and her husband are both falling apart at the seams. So Maggie is the one who stays by the baby's side. It is Maggie who tirelessly fights for the child. Because of Maggie, the baby lives. As Maggie leaves for Minnesota, Abby asks her not to leave because she is unsure if she can be a mother on her own. Abby looks at her mother with longing, the way a child does when a mom drops a child off at her first day of kindergarten. But Maggie reassures Abby that she can be a good mom. Abby, who was once embarrassed by Maggie, now wants her mom to stay. Maggie has finally become the mother Abby always wished for. So ER and GH do debunk the bipolar bum myth. Because Maggie and Sonny are high-functioning characters with bipolar, they offer hope, but there are some missing pieces of the puzzle. Because Maggie was a recurring character, we didn't get to know how she became stable. Aside from medication, ER doesn't tell us what Maggie did to manage bipolar. While it's great that Sonny is stable, his example is not applicable to all of us. That is, unless you do aspire to be a mob boss. But barring this exception, we need a more law-abiding example. Thankfully, Law & Order SVU And 90210 will help us put the pieces of this puzzle together in the next podcast. Until then, you can read my blogs and listen to previous podcasts at the Flip Switch page. www.bpkids.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Vote in our polls. Poll results and comments are revealed in podcasts. Until next time, this is Jessica Jimeno. Signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.